This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. As we mentioned before, mandatory minicamp for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Williams in attendance. Cheeto Wuzier without his brace. I think that's absolutely huge. Um, so far, their attendance is 87 out of 89 players. And then you get the guys who you were missing. And you're getting pretty much a full attendance at mandatory camp. And the reason I feel like that's a big deal, I know we make a lot out of nothing when it comes to some of the offseason workouts and programs and players. But over the last few years, with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, they've had a pretty full room when it comes to the voluntary workouts. But now it's it's the, the mandatory stuff before they get into training camp and they have a few weeks off. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals look looking full, but you look around the league and um, it's not like that everywhere. I mean, some of the, the teams that come to mind, they're contenders, the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs, doesn't sound like it's a contract issue. It's more of an internal issue right now. He wasn't there, but he was at his physical on Monday at the Bills facility. Chris Jones was wasn't there. Um, that could be a contract situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. Not every team has the luxury of all these players showing up. You hear from Joe Burrow. I know we were just mentioning his press conference, but he he was asked about that. And he's like, we genuinely like, genuinely like to be around each other. We hear about the ping pong battles that they have um, in between practices and just the, the friendship. I feel like T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd have the offensive line. They're really gaining a lot of respect for each other, and they seem to be hanging out a lot too. And I think that's really telling seeing that from a locker room and where it translates to the field because of the success we've seen over the last couple of years. And and when your franchise quarterback talks about how they just like to be around each other, and, and that really says a lot about them, um, it's huge when you look around the league at other teams who are contenders, who have a great roster, and, and not everybody's showing up to that. Yeah, and I mean, I believe, yeah, the, the perfect attendance with this, they like being around each other. The culture that Zach Taylor has built has been huge in this team turning everything around and becoming a contender, perennial contender, rather than being, I mean, over the past 20 something years, the best they've been is a dark horse, you know, Super Bowl pick that, you know, you just don't want to pick one of the favorites. So you just kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe Andy Dalton and AJ Green figure it out this year. Uh, so I think. It's great. I think it's a great show of the community that they've built with each other, the continuity, the uh, camaraderie, how guys are able to just come in and completely buy in. Thinking of that Orlando Brown didn't go to the White House because he wanted to be with the Bengals and get better. I think that's something that, hey, this was the early 2000s Raiders or, well, maybe mid-2000s Raiders. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably going up there. The, the team that made Randy Moss kind of quit football before 23 touchdowns. Yeah, probably probably going to go to the White House and enjoy those moments. But this team, they've built the, you know, they've built it up that people, that these players want to be together. So I think that it's huge. I think it's great. And 
the other part of that is there are teams with issues. And when you hear Stefan Diggs isn't coming to Bill's camp, I mean, the first thing that runs through my mind is, yeah, but he'll be there. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes I'm like, think about that with the Bengals. We do all this dramatization of his, like Jonah Williams isn't at uh, voluntary workouts. But if you look at that with almost anybody else, my first thought is like, yeah, but he'll, he'll show up. <laughs> So it's true. I mean, it's true about most people. They'll show up. Uh, I mean, the times they don't show up is like Le'Veon Bell, and that's a serious, like, crazy out there situation, not to say whether he was right or wrong, uh, just that that doesn't happen very often. Uh, Jesse Bates. I mean, he Jesse showed Bates. up. Jesse Bates, yeah. <laughs> what was always running through your mind with the Jesse Bates thing? He's going to show up. He's going to be there. He's yeah. going to be there when it matters. And he was there when it mattered. And the thing is, I, I would, and you're right, Stefan Diggs is probably going to be there the next day after our podcast gets released. But that's okay because we're making a segment out of it. Uh, but, but overall, you could point at T. Higgins. And you could say, you know what, T, this is a big year for you to get paid like a big-time wide receiver. And T will get paid like a big-time wide receiver. And he said, you know what, I want to be with my team. I want to practice with my team. And he has been there for a lot of the off-season program, the majority of the off-season program that's been voluntary. And I think that's huge. And that's telling that he wants to be out there. Joe Burrow's been out there since day one. Um, just, you know, having your franchise quarterback out there during all of this contract situation that's been going on behind the scenes, that is really telling. Yeah, these guys will eventually be out there for training camp for other teams but when you hear everybody talk about hey we want to be around each other this is a lot of fun and and this is work for them but they're going to be spending a lot of time together in four weeks and they're like nah nah we got to get this working we got to get this practice and you mentioned zach taylor and i think a lot of people if they've ever had doubts about about zach and, and look he got a fair amount of criticism early on last year when it comes to the offense and, and him calling the plays, but it really felt like they turned things around after that Baltimore game. And he said, you know, we have a problem. We need to fix it. And, and they really did. And um, we go back to that game. You mentioned the 49ers game when they took the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands in overtime and Zach Taylor told the media afterwards, that's my fault. I, I shouldn't have done that. And, and him just speaking up about that culture has been absolutely huge. And it's so easy to say with a new coach um, and a turnaround, going to a Super Bowl, going to another AFC championship game, winning playoff games for a team that saw a lot of playoff L's and they were making it to the playoffs and he really changed things in Cincinnati having Joe Burrow help but the culture is huge and and I think Zach Taylor I will be completely honest with you I don't think he gets enough credit um, that he truly deserves with what he's been able to do with the team and hearing the players talk about the schedule of how Zach works out the schedule with him and, and he communicates that with him. I wouldn't even say he's a, a player coach or anything like that, but I think it's it's really cool to see what's happening behind the scenes and you have that in your head coach and, and that's huge for Zach Taylor too. And I, I hope this offense continues to shine so you can say a big part of that is not only Joe Burrow and the offensive weapons, but your your head coach on the sideline. Yeah, two things with that. One, I don't think it's deniable. Zach Taylor's gotten better over his career. Um, he was a young coach when he was hired in, and he wasn't great early on. He wanted to force his system to work, and he wants, uh, you know, he kind of fumbled the Andy Dalton situation with Ryan Finley, and then he goes back to Dalton, and it's the reason they weren't winning very many games. Um, but then the next year, he's a little bit better. He's trying to work with Joe Burrow, work with that talent. The next year, even a little bit more better. And then this year, I think he was even better than last year. I think he's just gotten better year after year. The culture has always, to me, kind of, I think that's even gotten better. And the thing I look at with that is the first thing, at least, is the accountability. 
And it starts up top. How can you ask your players to be accountable if you're not accountable for what you do wrong? And he admits when he does stuff wrong, when he makes a mistake, when he does something and he regrets it, he will talk about it. And I think all the coaches do that. Um, Brian, sometimes a little bit too open about it, (laughs) about making a wrong call here or there. But I think that the coaching staff has always been accountable for when they mess up. So it lets the players be accountable for when they don't do the right thing. Um, yeah, that, as, that's my thought on that. It's just he, he's built a good culture, which is funny to say after the reason I was a little bit hesitant at start, I was like, well, there were the holdovers that had issues. Um, but once those guys were gone, it felt like this culture got really strong and the thing about that is just it's accountability is responsibility and it's getting the most out of your players and building a family friendship type locker room where you can look to the guy next to you and know that he's got your back. Yeah, I mean, you could even, you know, if you were bringing up the Carlos Dunlap situation or the guys who were, it was probably their, t- it was, it wasn't working out. They were moving on and they made hard decisions and said that we were going to, they were going to change that. They were going to put other players in their position at that time. And the guys who were vets, some of them didn't like that. They didn't like that change. And for Zach and his, his crew to just say, no, this is, this is what we're going to do. This, this is who's going to be playing. Here's going to, who's going to be out there. And, you know, he made a very tough decision early on in his coaching career for a lot of the guys who were vets on this team. And, and it really did change a lot of things. I mean, goodness, you could go to the Bills game on Monday Night Football and Zach Taylor could have played that game. I have no doubt that the NFL would have played the game if if they would have just if the coaches would have agreed and Zach said we're playing the game. And Zach went over to the sideline to talk to the Bills head coach and Sean McDermott and, and they decided not to play. And I think that's huge in what you have in a head coach. Um, you know, it can be about the games and everybody knew how big that game was, but in the moment Zach knew what was bigger and it was about a player. So I just think it's it's been really cool to see. And and I, I think you bring up a great point. Every year he's getting better, and that's all you can really ask for in a really young coach. And with the Bengals they do give you time they give you time to succeed as a head coach and the thing is he was able to do it and a really I would say a pretty quick turnaround but having Joe Burrow definitely helps too but I also want to add this too uh, while we're finishing up this segment we talk about the culture and different guys one of the ones that I've actually noticed a lot this offseason and honestly ever since he signed with the Bengals in free agency is Ted Karras that guy is just doing amazing things in the Cincinnati community. And, and obviously with this sense he had, and you see him around town, they had a uh, jungle to the hall event this past weekend. And Ted was there all day. I'm sure, you know, it's obviously an off day for him and he's, he's there signing autographs, taking pictures with people. And I've only heard that he's just so friendly and, and just great to be around. And he's just another one that is not only a great addition on the offensive line and, and with some of these younger guys and um, really bringing in the younger pieces on the offensive line. You have Cordell Volson, who um, is only in year two, and I'm sure getting plenty of advice from Ted Karras. And I've just been really impressed with what Ted Karras is, is really bringing to the team too. Yeah, um, I think he's been one of the big parts of, you know, you're bringing in these guys and Trey Hopkins, I felt like was a – I don't know, community. He, he was kind of a leader type to me. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but it felt like he was a veteran that worked his way there. Definitely earned it, earned the respect of the locker room, started at center and you're moving on from him. So you need a guy at center who kind of displays those traits a little bit. Um, and Karras kind of stepped in day one, displayed those traits. I always think back to what Bill Belichick said. He is consistency you know personified it's just you know he's the same guy every day he comes in does his work nose to the grindstone 
And I think he's taken a little bit more leadership in Cincinnati based off of uh, what I've what I've gathered. I mean, not to say he wasn't a leader at all in New England. It's just it felt more like he kind of took guys under his wing and he's, you know, been kind of the rock in the middle for people to rely on. When you think of that New England team, there's other guys uh, got to take that role. The, the, but the Bengals guys, are we're all young. And that's a big part of it. Maybe not Kappa, but other than that, last year, I guess Kappa and Collins, whatever. But Volson, uh, you, can, you know, I think he's done a good job with Carmen, even Jonah. And he's always hosting nights with these guys, trying to build up, you know, the offensive line family, the family feel, the, you know, uh, chemistry with that group. I think he's always playing a major role in that. He's done such a good job of what he won. They do an award every year for the players speaking to the media. A good guy award. Yeah. He won that one, uh, for being the, the best interview. So he's doing it on all the fronts, every front. He's been a good football player. He's been a good teammate and he's been good to the media too. He's been good to everybody. So shout out, uh, Ted Karras always. Uh, but, um, yeah, that, I think it's good to point out, uh, yeah, since he had, that's, that's his thing. I, I don't know the whole story on man. I need to be more. <laughs> okay. I need to be more well versed in this stuff. I think this is. Like, I think it's like a little story with it or something. But you know, look up yeah. some hat, and I'm sure you'll see everything about it. Um, but now support him. He's he's one of the good guys. It seems like in, uh, well at least on the Bengals team, but in the NFL, I think of. Yeah, he he talks a lot about what it would mean to to win a championship for the city, and in a short period of time, only being here for um, this will be a second season in Cincinnati, and just really knows how 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 big of a deal that would be in Cincinnati, and it's just been really fun to watch with Ted Karras and just the other guys that he's working with because it's still a young offensive line, and I think it's huge having Ted Karras um, next to Cordell Volson uh, because we don't know what Cordell Volson is going to look like in year two, and hopefully it's it's great and it's it, it can only go get better for him, uh, but overall. I'm 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 I think it was a I would say overall as we're recording this podcast it was day one of mandatory minicamp I would say it was a really good day for the Cincinnati Bengals overall when, when you think about Cheeto coming back no grace uh him getting back out there Jonah Williams on the sideline I know everybody's kind of rehabbing right now they're not a hundred percent same thing for Lyle Collins uh but I would say you know you get one more day in the Thursday is going to be a really short mandatory camp and then they're going to be off until they get back to training camp and that's when the grind really happens and uh we'll, we'll see when it comes the contract extensions but overall i would say um you know seemed like seemed like good news day for for the club overall definitely uh we didn't even hit really that cheeto thing but yeah no brace uh but uh thank you for bringing it up cheeto didn't have the brace on i apologize yes cheeto didn't have the brace on that's absolutely no you made it buzzer beater Buzzer beater right at the end, just like Cheeto. Um, I know he never did that, but uh, I promise it'll it'll all make sense. It'll all come together. But Cheeto, no brace, big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I had to wear a brace after I tore mine. They told me, well, not a full on brace, but I had to wear like a little stabilizing sleeve. I, I was basketball, not football. Um, I didn't play football after that, but yeah, I, I had to wear a little sleeve on mine. So, but look, man, I'm not, I, I didn't have an NFL trainer or any of this. Uh, so I trust whatever they're doing. I think it's a, it's a good thing. I don't think he's going to wear corners, never going to wear a brace. Come on. They don't look good. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the way a corner looks. I feel like look good, play good. They're going to want to look good before, um, 
wearing a brace like that. But also just range of movement, all that stuff is slowing them down. They need to be sprinting out there. Offensive linemen, they'll wear a brace. You know, they mm-hmm. just put them on. They had to wear two of them in college. They're like two braces. <laughs> in college, they have to. The the colleges force them to wear two braces every offensive lineman. So they're used to it. But yeah, I, it's cool. No brace. I think he. I think the behind schedule reports. Maybe those were wrong, um, but I still think if he's not ready to go week one, then don't force it. It's going to be the most important thing with him and most important thing with any Cincinnati Bengal, as long as they are this good, is that they are good at the end of the year into the playoffs and that they are healthy in that time. So don't force anybody to come back too early because the team has enough talent. They, they can withstand a couple early injuries and just hold out you know like we're, we're gonna let this guy get fully healthy he could play but we're gonna let him get fully healthy they can withstand some of that so if it's cheeto they can do it they went undefeated at the end of the regular season without him and you would have told me that that night because i was down we recorded a podcast that night and i was down i was like you lose cheeto you lose a game really embarrassing yeah football game on prime time to the cleveland browns this team is down and they weren't down yeah, not at all. Uh, I think the Panthers game after was always nice. Was it the Panthers game right after, I think? Yeah. Or was it the Falcons game right No. It was the Falcons yeah. game. Panthers, I think. because Wait, was it Falcons? Oh, Falcons? man. It was definitely like, Panthers. Yeah. Definitely Panthers because Jamar Chase played in the Falcons game. That's where he got hurt. That was the one before. So You're right. You're right. Ooh, you're right. That was that was down times, man. Right around Halloween, you get Jamar Chase is going to be out for a little while. Cheetos you lose, out. yeah, nothing. Then, good. then Joe Mixon goes off and five touchdowns the next. Yeah, game. that Panthers game kind of built everything back up. Like, oh yeah, this team is good, huh? Well, I remember Dominique Foxworth. We'd re- I'm going to wrap this podcast. Oh my god, the PJ Walker comment. He thought he was going to outplay Joe Burrow in this game, and then it was Baker Mayfield finishing the game, and Baker tried to make a comeback towards the end. I mean, that was a crazy comment. P.J. Walker didn't start a game after that old thing. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I... No, I still have all that tweet. Time, I, like to re- I like to revisit it. It's That's been a- how many days since Dominic uh, Foxworth said that P.J. Walker was going to outplay Joe Burrow? All-time uh, cold take to say that P.J. Walker was going to outplay Joe Burrow. There was the excitement because P.J. Walker completed the longest air yards pass in mm-hmm. the entire year for a the game-winning touchdown to DJ Moore, blah, blah, blah. That's P.J. Walker, man. Kind of like not a bad one, but a backup. You're probably a pretty good backup, but a backup quarterback. I'd take him as a backup for the Bengals, but, you know, he's a backup quarterback. Made it from the, what, XFL? Like, awesome story. Credit to him. Credit to him. Did everything he could. But to say he's going to outplay Joe Burrow, like, I know Chase was out. They still had Higgins and Boyd. Oh, they still had Mixon. And Joe Mixon, obviously. Yeah, um, obviously. <laughs> if you ever listen to our podcast, you'll know when we get towards the very end, we're just going to ramble about random things ramble. that happened in the season, pre- previous season, what happened for the season. I mean, next week, you never know what it'll be. Uh, but thank you, as always, for listening. Mike is currently taking a break, but you can check out all of his work over on All Bengals. Follow him, Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.